Hello, and welcome to the Lancet Respiratory Medicine Podcast. I'm Paula Preisner, a senior editor of the journal, and I'm joined here today by Professor Daniel Prieto Alhambra, Dr. Anika Jaditsky, and Dr. Marty Katala from the University of Oxford in the UK. We will be discussing their recently published cohort study, which included more than 20 million vaccinated and unvaccinated people in four databases and investigated the effectiveness of COVID vaccines to prevent long COVID symptoms. First of all, congratulations on conducting this very large multinational cohort study. Could one of you tell me what was the motivation behind the study and how did you first begin to collect the data? Yes, so uh, my name is uh, Danny Pedro Hamran. I am a professor of pharmacoepidemiology here at Oxford. My name is Annika Yurika. I'm a senior researcher in pharmacoepidemiology, also in the Oxford team. And I'm Marti Catalasavadeh, and I'm a senior data scientist here in Oxford. So the motivation for this study uh, was basically that uh, we found very little or no evidence that vaccines reduced um, the uh, occurrence of long COVID based on clinical trials. Uh, clinical trials, when they were conducted, of course, uh, didn't uh, include long COVID as a as an outcome. Uh, and it was also uh, very important to notice that um, vaccines initially were thought and designed to protect against severe COVID, which is something that affects mostly older people and people with clinical vulnerable uh, clinical vulnerabilities or risk factors, whilst long COVID affects a very different population, mostly, you know, young, middle-aged women more than men. Uh, so we thought it was also important to see whether we could see the impact of vaccines to protect against long COVID, and that could potentially also motivate younger people who maybe don't think they are at risk of severe COVID. For those who have not read the study, could you briefly summarise the key findings and reasons for focusing on the UK, Spain and Estonia? So we found a consistent reduction in the risk of developing long COVID symptoms of around 25 to 50% across the four databases that we used for the study. And those databases from Estonia, Spain and, and the UK all had like a very good quality for research and completeness of vaccine records and uh, they were previously mapped to a common data model which allowed us to run the study across these these international databases and what i particularly like is that they cover different geographic regions of healthcare systems um, and at the moment we also collaborate with a team um, of researchers who um, are also trying to replicate our study in their data so we can expand the study even more and what were the biggest challenges while conducting this observational study so for the challenges, like speaking from the like data scientist uh, point of view, like the main challenge was like that we ha- had to deal with like big amount of data. Like I think that in the, we included around 20 million individuals, like 10 vaccinated and 10 unvaccinated. The fact that we, we were looking to something like an exposure so common, like uh, vaccine against COVID, like where most of the people have like lead to had to include like nearly like the whole population that were available over 18 years old. So yeah, this led to high computational cost. And so like in, like also related with this, like we wanted like to conduct many uh, sensitivity analysis, like taking each one of the symptoms, like checking like different sensoring windows and time. So like this lead to like lots of uh, analysis with like it of uh, a big computational time and so and at the beginning 
like a, a challenge that we also faced it was like a methodological one we didn't know exactly how to balance confounding and like how to deal with this so we did a lot of research on that in fact there is like a separate paper only on the methods uh to how to deal with confounding and like assess like a causal transfer of this study so how has the long COVID definition changed over time yeah, so I think there is a lot of research going on to, to better understand long COVID. And we were lucky that during our study, the WHO published their definition for the post-COVID condition. So we use that as our main outcome definition. But um, to make sure that we also capture more like a diagnosis code, we also um, looked at how physicians would code to diagnose um, COVID in the data with a SNOMED code and added this as a sensitivity analysis to, to increase like um, the comparability and robustness of, of our study in terms of outcome definition. But as I said, there is lots of research going on. I think um, that's great for, for people to see that so many research is going on to understand long COVID better. And finally, what are your hopes and recommendations for future vaccine trials? Well, I, our hope is that um, if there are future trials, either on the existing vaccines or new ones, uh, they, that they will consider um, long COVID as an outcome uh, in, in those trials, even if it is a secondary outcome. I think it is very important uh, that we include long COVID. Um, and uh, yeah, I think one one potential implication of such an outcome is cost effectiveness because you know even if long COVID doesn't kill people, the the estimated burden and cost uh, of long COVID, you know, in young, uh, you know, working age people is potentially massive. So I think there is uh, there is something that should be explored. Um, we are not very optimistic that those trials <laughs> will happen, uh, but if they do, it will be fantastic uh, to see long COVID included as an outcome. Uh, in vaccine trials going forward. So I think, no, I think there's a lot more to look into vaccine effectiveness for, for long COVID and there are more studies going on looking at different variants and um, I think there's a lot more to come in the future. We are also doing quite a lot of work on the um, definition uh, of long COVID um, both in terms of the clinical uh, markers of long COVID and potentially clusters of groups uh, who share a similar symptomatology and potentially a similar kind of mechanism or a similar kind of organ damage, if there is such a thing. And so we're trying to look into that and we're hoping to do also some research into the uh, kind of genetic determinants uh, of long COVID. Um, I believe that on top of vaccines, there should be hopefully um, treatments uh, for people affected with long COVID. and because at the moment the definition is so heterogeneous and, and kind of why I think there is merit in trying to kind of, uh, you know, um, tease that down and, and have a more homogeneous and contained definition or maybe different definitions for different syndromes with, that could help us with, you know, planning future research and trials into therapies. Thank you. It was really interesting to hear more about the study and the impact of vaccination on lung COVID. If you would like to read the article discussed today, you can find it online via thelancet.com, where you can also listen to our previous podcast recordings.